0: Hello, friends. This is Brent White, and welcome back to my podcast. I'm recording this from a hotel room in Nashville. No, I'm not really a podcaster, but I am staying at a Holiday Inn Express, literally. So, anyway, I'm at the New Room Conference, which is a three day conference sponsored by Seedbed, the publishing arm of Asbury Seminary. And no, I did not go to Asbury. I went to a mainline seminary, the the Candler School of Theology at Emory. And as I joked with a few of my clergy friends yesterday, aside from actually believing in the complete truthfulness and authority of Scripture, uh, coming to New Room is the most un-Candler thing I've ever done. It feels like coming home and it feels like I'm among friends. There are thousands of us here, and we are truly united. It's wonderful. With that preamble, I want to share a highlight from day one of the conference. It happened during last night's session. After a great worship set of songs led by none other than Chris Tomlin, A pastor and author from the West Coast named Jack Deere spoke on the theme of friendship with God. The talk was based on a recent memoir he wrote. He began his story describing the harrowing death of one of his sons by suicide. He said, by the way, that upon receiving news that his son had died. Some dear Christian friends in Texas, a married couple, called him and his wife and insisted that they come and stay with them for as long as they wanted. When they arrived at the couple's house, the husband of this couple said, you can have this side of the house. We'll take the other side and let's just grow old together. How does that sound? Very sweet. <laughs> that's uh, that's church people at their very best, he said. But over the course of his talk, Jack described ways in which his own friendship with God changed his life. And by friendship, he meant an ongoing, personal, intimate, emotional relationship with Jesus, one in which you experience his loving presence through the Holy Spirit. This friendship Didn't happen automatically, by the way. He said he had been born again for years before he began experiencing the friendship of Jesus. He didn't even know it was a thing you could do. Prior to that, his faith was mostly intellectual. It lived in his head. And he said that people in his life noticed the difference as he began nurturing this friendship someone told him, there's something different about you, Jack. You're, you're a softer person than you used to be. I like it. Anyway, Jack's experience reminded me of the experience of Pastor Charles Stanley. This past spring, when I was going through a difficult trial in my life and ministry, a dear Christian brother and friend, Mike, recommended that I read Charles Stanley's book, The Source of My Strength, which is a great book. In it, Dr. Stanley, um, by the way, he wrote this book decades after his very successful career in pastoral ministry was underway. But in the book, he confessed something that startled me. In fact, I had to read the passage a, a couple of times to make sure that I got it right. Dr. Stanley said, that it was only within the past couple of years that he had ever experienced, I mean personally experienced, a sense of God's grace, that God loved him, that God forgave him of his sins, that God was pleased with him. How is that possible? As with Jack Deere, it wasn't that Charles Stanley wasn't a Christian or he, he wasn't saved. He was. Indeed, Dr. Stanley had already described powerful ways in which God had worked in his life and ministry through the power of prayer. But he hadn't experienced God's love for him in, in a personal way until only a couple of years before he wrote this book. But now that he had experienced it, well, it changed his life. So both Jack Deere and Charles Stanley are saying that we Christians ought to experience God's love and friendship in a personal way. And I couldn't agree more. When David writes in Psalm 34, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. He is appealing to our senses, to our experience. He isn't saying, think it through, reason your way through these doctrines and this theology and know intellectually that the Lord is good. No, taste and see. My favorite taste in the world is the taste of those pralines that you get on River Street in Savannah. No one has to convince me to to enjoy eating one of those pralines if I have one. If you get me a dozen of those things, I will eat five of them all at once until I feel sick at my stomach. And I will only share them with others very reluctantly because I love the taste of those pralines so much. What if our relationship with Jesus should be at least a little bit like that? And how could it not be? Another psalmist writes in Psalm 84.10, "'For a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of wickedness. A day with you is better,' the psalmist says." I would rather. You can't fake words like this is better or I would rather. Either it's true for you or it isn't. But it's supposed to be true for us in our relationship with Jesus. I mean, consider those two short parables that Jesus tells in Matthew 13. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and covered up. Then, in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls, who, on finding one pearl of great value, went and sold all that he had and bought it. Was it difficult for the man who finds the buried treasure to sell everything that he had to buy that field? No. Jesus says that in his joy... He sells everything. Again, you can't fake joy. And the same is surely true for the pearl merchant. You can't fake this experience. Either you have this joy, this lasting happiness in Jesus, or you don't. But what I'm saying, what the speaker last night was saying, what Charles Stanley was saying, indeed, what the word of God says is we ought to experience joy, a lasting kind of happiness, a a deep satisfaction that comes from our relationship with Jesus Christ. In fact, this is the only kind of, of lasting happiness that exists in the world. So what I want to say is, well, first, I do experience this happiness in Christ, not every moment of my life, but but more today and more in the past few years than I ever have before. I have tasted and seen that the Lord is good. I'm telling you that this is possible, that you can have this. I'm telling you that you can experience this through the Holy Spirit, and I want you to experience it if you haven't. I want you to know this kind of joy? Well, what good does that do you? If you're not experiencing uh, this kind of joy in Christ, what does my telling you that I want you to experience, how does that help you? Well, here's how it might help you. (laughs) You can pray. You can pray that the Lord would enable you to experience his love, his grace, his mercy, his friendship in a personal way. Way you can pray, you can expect that this is what you ought to experience. That this should not be unusual, just for the, you know, just for the 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 chosen few. But this ought to, you know, you yourself in your your normal, ordinary, everyday life ought to experience uh, lasting happiness and joy and satisfaction and contentment. In your relationship with Christ. So I guess what I want to do now, I want to close this podcast by by saying that if you haven't experienced, I'm not saying you're not a Christian, I'm not saying you're not saved, but I am saying that if you are not experiencing um, uh, the joy that comes with a relationship with Jesus, if you are not tasting and seeing that the Lord is good, I would like for you to pray with me right now. Dear Lord Jesus, you know that I have been following you and I'm trying to be a faithful disciple of yours. I want right now to taste and see that you are good. I want to experience the the joy and the lasting happiness and the satisfaction that comes from a relationship with you. I confess that for whatever reason, I have not experienced it but I want to. I want your Holy Spirit to fill me. I want your Holy Spirit to give me um, a a, a profound sense of your love right now. Dear Lord, make it so.